Everybody, this is your boy Money Marv, the hip hop. Hey, what is the deal, everybody? This is your boy Money Marv, the councilman of the streets, aka the hip hop conversationalist. Welcome to another episode of the Money Marv Report. This is the Sunday night culture talk show with your boy Money Marv. Definitely got a dope special guest gonna call in on the check in to chop it down with your boy. Money Marv, and we are going to talk that culture talk on the Sunday Night Culture Talk Show. Oh man, I'm talking sports this week. We talking boxing. Um, my guest that will be calling in about 9.15-ish is Brentwood native, Central Islip native, New York. Jonathan Arroyo, pro boxer, young student of the game with me. He used to train in the gym with me, and we're going to talk with him a little bit. We couldn't get him in the studio tonight, you know, due to the coronavirus and all the things that are going on and going around and people, you know, being in panic mode. And as I said before, everybody is in panic mode, buying up all this toilet paper, buying up all of this water and all these different things of that nature. And I'm just like, you know, not for nothing, like if... The people wanted to attack us. They already attacked us. The other, the, you know, the opposing countries that, you know, our current presidential administration has issues with. All I'm going to tell everybody is the coronavirus is bio warfare. And believe it or not, it's killing off people. People are dying. Businesses and public schools and different things are closing down and people are buying stuff out the stores and as i say this again i said it before on the thursday night show but i'm gonna say this again well first and foremost 
I'm not gonna go out and buy all the toilet paper and all the water and all that stuff because listen, if the people really wanted to get to us, all they gotta do is just attack our water system. Attack the water and basically kill everybody off. And not only that, if people say this is new world order and this is gonna happen and that's gonna happen, well then, you better go out and get yourself some some guns and some bullets and all that other good stuff, but I live in New York, so, you know, these dumbass liberals and shit, you know, they want a police state, a police environment, so it's hard for people to, you know, put into, put their second amendment into, into action on that aspect of things, so... I'm just saying, you better get yourself some guns and some bullets because toilet paper and water ain't going to stop people from looting and robbing if there is some old craziness going on in this world with all this crazy stuff that we're dealing with. And that's the best advice that I can personally give. I'm not going to drive myself crazy. I'm just going to say, wash your hands, keep yourself clean, watch what you touch. Try not to go too many places out there that you don't need to really go to. But I understand when you have to shop and you have to do things. So just be safe out there. And I'm going to segue into a quick rest in peace. Rest in peace to my man, Jason Bourne. You know, um, New York, Manhattan, hip hop journalist, interviewer, writer, producer, has passed away on us at the age of 37 a lot of things definitely make me think um you know listen people get your hearts checked out people are dying from heart attacks left and right get your hearts checked out because sometimes a lot of us may suffer from heart disease and different things of that nature and not realizing that that's what it that's what's the cause of these heart attacks and all those type of things so money marv the councilman of the streets the hip-hop conversationalist will be going to see the cardiologist tomorrow to start to get the vials and things checked out because you just never know and uh, it's better to be safe than sorry and you start to look into those things because I definitely don't want to fall out dead because people have been dying left and right from heart attacks and different things like that. So, so I'm definitely going to um, make sure I stay on top of that from here on out. And something else I wanted to segue into, wanted to touch on. Oh, Jay-Z and Jay Electronica. I know they have some kind of album or something. Well, Jay Electronica has a new album, Written Testimony, featuring Jay-Z. Um, the song Universal Soldiers, I really didn't care for that. I thought that track was garbage. I didn't particularly like the whole album. Maybe I have to go back and listen to it, but there is one song that I do like. Let me think, let me see, let me find the title of it. It features Jay-Z and it kind of talks about, you know, death and all that type of stuff, people passing away and that type of stuff. And I know I shouldn't be talking about death, but um, 
but the song is a, it's a very deep song. I still have, I'm, I'm gonna Google it and pull it up and see exactly the name. What what's the meaning of the the what's the what's the name of the song and the acronyms of it? But it's a very deep song and they didn't really rap too much on it. You know, I, it was more or less talking. Jay Electronica spit a verse or two. Jay Z kind of just ad libbed and said some old, you know, said some uh, you know some some regular stuff nothing too crazy but it was a deep song and i actually liked it and i thought it was hot um but far as the whole production of that particular album i'm really gonna just say it's not for me but you know for everybody for others it might be their thing so i'm not gonna you know dis discredit the whole album i just think the song universal soldiers it's not a good song, but the song is called A-P-I-D-T-A. I don't even know what the, I don't even know what that means, but it's a hot song. I definitely will say that. It's definitely a hot song. Um, very deep song, spiritual. I know there's a lot of spirituality on this particular project from Jay Electronica. You know, never really heard too much from Dre Electronica, but I just know that Jay Z is always like trying to match his flow and match his style and all that, far as rhyming and stuff like that. And sometimes I'm like, you know, just do what you do, but it is what it is. Um, but tonight we talking boxing here on the Money Marv Report because. It's a boxing night tonight. We're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about fighting. We're gonna talk about all the current stuff in boxing, and you know what does it take to get into the the world of pro boxing and be, you know coming up through the amateur ranks and turning pro. And we're gonna talk about the business of boxing and the great ones that type of stuff but i'm gonna take a quick commercial break folks and and i'll be right back so just give me a few seconds and let this commercial break roll and i'll be right back yo what's good y'all know who i am y'all know who i see this is prolific and i'm watching with money more this is that real vanilla curse and you are tuned in to the money mark show well, all right, all right, all right. I am back from the commercial break. Everybody who is tuned in, locked in with your boy, Money Marv. Once again, this is the Sunday Night Culture Talk with your boy, Money Marv, the councilman of the streets, a.k.a. the hip-hop conversationalist. And I was talking about the J. Cole album and what I thought of it. I did listen to it, like I said. Um, sonically it's a little different for me and J. Cole has always been a little different in the industry. I know he's a an older gentleman, but he's deep. His wordplay is definitely deep, but I just think the song with him and Jay-Z, the Universal Soldier song, I don't really like it. I think Jay-Z is trying too hard to rhyme like common sense, but hey, that's just my opinion. That is just my opinion. It is not a fact, folks, and I'm not here to diss Jay-Z. 
but he trying to sound like common sense but overall i guess it's a good project if you're um a jay electronica fan or jay-z fan you'll get your money's worth so i ain't hating on that i can't i can't i can't even knock that phone alerts is going off on the phone and all this old nonsense okay that that is that that is my that is my guess alerting me that he's gonna call in yeah, so yeah, we're gonna talk that culture talk with my guest, Mr. Jonathan O'Royal, aka Pretty John, Pretty Boy John. So we're gonna lock this in and talk that culture talk, and we're gonna do what we do tonight. We're talking boxing tonight. One of my favorite sports, boxing, is number one. Basketball is number two, and football is number three. Those are the sports that I like. You know what I mean? I don't like no other sports. Other than that, I can care less about tennis, baseball, all that other good shit. So I'm 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 definitely an avid boxing fan. Definitely a big avid boxing fan. Caller, what's your name? Where you calling from? Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Give me one second, my brother. One second. One second. Hello? Hello? Hey, what's going on, pretty boy? What's going on, brother? How you been? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. It's a pleasure to have you on the Money Marv Report show, man. Good to get you on the hotline, my brother. How's everything? Yo, I'm freaking dope, bro. This is going to be exciting. <laughs> I appreciate uh, the invite. Nah, not a problem, man. You know, I would have had you come through, man. But, you know, here in the studio, but all this coronavirus going on, you know, we got kids here and wifey just wasn't, you know, trying to hear that too much. You dig? But, yeah, I totally understand that. You know, too much. Yeah, I, you know, too much craziness going on in the world. But how you doing, my brother? How's everything? I I'm doing good, bro. I can't complain. Life is good. I'm blessed, you know? That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. So now, for everybody who don't know who I have on the line, just introduce yourself. Let the people know who you are, where you're from, and all that other good stuff. We're going to get the bio on you first, and we're going to let everybody know so you can let them know. Okay, okay. My name is Jonathan Arroyo. I'm uh, from Brumble, Long Island. Uh, initially, I was born in the Bronx, you know, so I started out my life out there early on. Came out to Long Island. I spent the rest of my life out here, man. I've been in Brentwood, and I went from the amateurs. Obviously, I know you from the amateur days, Tony. And uh, I basically just want to just keep going, man. I'm professional now. Life is good, and uh, I'm living out my dream. I can't complain. Yeah, man, you know, and I'm Money Marv. I know he called me Tony. That is my real name. <laughs> my bad, brother. My bad. I don't mean to call out the government. We go way back, bro. Nah, it's all good. It's all good. But that's the authenticness of it, though, and I respect it. Nah, it's all good, man. Yeah, I remember you, man, when you was coming up in the amateurs with me, man. You know, I didn't stick with the boxing thing, man, because, you know, I was too caught up in the streets, man. You know, I love getting money. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I know that, man. You know, and I'm really proud of you, my brother, man, for you to, you know what I mean? Because I've seen the beginning. 
You get what I'm saying? I didn't get to see the middle or the uh, the current to where you at, but I seen the beginning, man. And I'm really sincerely from my heart proud of you, young brother, man, for sticking with that boxing thing because I know it's not easy and I know it can be hard and difficult, you know, trying to, you know, trying to break that barrier. So now, did what year did you fight in the Golden Gloves? Well, initially, the first time I ever fought in the Golden Gloves, I believe, was 2005, I want to say. Okay. And I went to the semifinals in the following year, uh, 2006. Yeah, definitely. It was 2006. I made it to the finals, so I got the silver. Okay. Hey, listen. It don't even matter. You got something. Most people don't even make it that far, my brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, most people don't make it that far. Now, did you go into the Olympics or no? No, I did not, actually. It's funny you should say because uh, pretty much in my 20s, I also kind of got caught up in the streets just hanging out with my boys, you know, just wasting a lot of time. So that really kind of stifled my uh, growth for a little bit. But eventually... I just relaxed, I allowed life to take its toll, and God brought me back exactly where I needed to be. Now, that's that's cool, man. That's a wonderful thing, man. So now, what made you want to get into boxing? It's my, it's my number one question. What made you want to be a fighter in the ring? Well, honestly, to be quite honest, man, like, by nature... I never grew up to be, like, I was never really a confrontational kind of dude. I just always, for some reason, coming from a single, growing up with a single mother, you know, I didn't have my pops growing up, so I was always in some sort of a rough neighborhood growing up. So, being, like I said, being a pretty boy, like, I always kind of stayed, nothing to be ashamed of, you know, just kind of always being around, you know, ladies, and it was just my thing, so I just kind of enjoyed dressing up, feeling good. But the problem with that is I didn't realize the hate that came with that. So there was gonna be dudes constantly testing you, pressing you, and seeing what was going on with you, you know? Yeah, yeah. So for me, it was, uh, it, was it was really rough in the beginning. And uh, what happened is my older brother started boxing. And uh, he never competed, but he was always in it. Since I always can remember since the early 90s, he was just always training. And of course, me being the younger brother, always looking up for my big bro, I had to kind of follow in his footsteps. And uh, I'll never forget the first time I had my fight. And uh, I think I started around 14, I want to say. Okay, okay. But then my first competition, like I officially got in, I was 16, I started competing. Gotcha. And uh, man, as soon as uh, that bell rang, man, I knew this is what I wanted to do the rest of my life. Or at least until I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt, man, no doubt. You know, and listen, y'all, I really was with him in his amateur days, you know. And I was an amateur, too, trying to, you know, get into the game a little bit. Like I said, you know, I just chose the streets and, you know what I mean, and the... And that led my ass going to prison, going to jail a bunch of goddamn times. And But, you know, that's the struggle of life. Um, yeah, your brother, tell me let you in on a little secret. You know, your brother, I used to whoop his ass on the basketball court, too. I, I don't know if he told you. Yes, sir. He sure did. He sure did. He said, Yo, that's all, that was in CI. Those are CI days. See, I didn't mention my CI days. I just mentioned the Bronx and Brentwood. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. 
I'm just, you know, and tell him, man, I see what he doing out there, man. I see him in, I seen him in the courthouse doing the court thing and all that. That's, you know, that's a good thing, man. That's a good thing, man. I'm proud of you guys, man. You know, you guys didn't go down the wrong path, man, and did the right thing. So now, when we were at the PAL boxing thing and I left, how long did you stay at PAL Brentwood where Buddy McGurk came out of? Well, to be honest, right after the Golden Gloves, it's kind of a crazy story because things started to take like a downturn because as you can see, I was in my highlight of my amateur days when you were around. Gotcha. So at that point, I was basically on fire. I mean, I was in there with dogs. I was training with you, man. I was getting my ass beat and, oh, excuse me, I don't know if I'm cursing. Yeah, you could curse, you could curse, you could curse, you good, you good, you good, you good. So... So you already know how we got down over on Brentwood. Like Coach Carter wasn't playing no game. He was getting it, you know, pause, but he was getting it on ass. Like it was like, yo, don't don't play with me. Like get the F out of my gym. Like it was a no joke. Yeah, yeah. That, I call that shit the dungeon. Cause that shit was a dungeon. Definitely. Definitely, that, bro. So and rest in peace to Coach yeah. Carter too, man. Mr. John Carter. Yeah. Man. Rest in peace. Yeah, man. rest in peace. Good guy. I didn't mean to cut you off, my brother. <laughs> nah, nah, I get it. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a dungeon, man. You know, working there, man, with, you know, Ralphie Delgado and Coach Lou. You know, you know, it was a lot of, you know, it was it was a that place was a dungeon, man. You really had to fight, man. I done got my ass kicked a couple of times, man. In that yes, goddamn sir. ring, man. Sheesh, man. I ain't even gonna lie to you. I will say this, and I'll tell everybody who wants to be a boxer, as far as younger guys and even people who just want to train, and maybe you can agree with me on this as well. You gotta have a mental toughness. It not just phys you can't not just physically, you gotta have a mental toughness for boxing. Because, you know, getting leather put to your ass don't feel good. And it's depressing. I'm serious, it's depressing. And I don't know if you can agree with me on that, but I don't. I, I, you gotta have a mental toughness for that boxing shit, man. And everybody think that, and everybody wants to be be a boxer to learn how to fight. You know what I mean? And I think when people do that, they have the wrong intentions of doing it. What do you think? I absolutely agree with you. And the funny part about that is, I remember being one of those kids that it was like because I had my brother in the gym and the recreation was the place to be, you would kind of front and be like, oh yeah, I box, I box. And so somebody really called, you know, they, they pulled my card and they was like, oh word, like I go down there. So that, that was around like around like 12, 13. So right after that, you know, I, me being a man of my word, now I'm like, all right, screw this. I really got to start like getting it in. Yeah. So from there, it kind of just took off. but. I was like, yo, I gotta learn how to fight for the night. Yo, these kids are gonna make my life. Like, they were already making my life a living hell. <laughs> and it was like, not that I was ever like, don't get it twisted. I was never like a pushover, but I'm not gonna say I was like, oh, like, I, you know what I'm saying? I was some thug. I was, you know, but it was like, you know, he is like, I don't really like that dude, but it's like, you can't fuck with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he's yeah. definitely gonna, gonna back this shit up. So from there, I think it all, all kind of grew into just respect. And I learned basically from there, and listen, man, shout out to Brentwood, shout out to the Odd Man, shout out to the Bronx, like, everywhere, South Bronx. So, my thing is, like, 
stay in your lane. I'm not saying it's always gonna play out like that. Listen, I've done gotten jumped, I got beat up, like that shit comes and goes. But what I wanna say is like for the most part, if you stay in your own zone, I feel like things just go a lot smoother. Definitely. Don't hate, just stay in your lane. You know, just, just go out there and execute, man. No excuses, no bullshit. So that's why I'm not a firm believer in like, oh yeah, like I come from a bad upbringing. So like, I ain't shit. It's like, no, you're not a product of your environment. You're a product of what you allow. So that's awesome. You know what? I'm glad that you said that too. And I'm, I'm really glad that you said that because you're absolutely 100% right, you know, and the same thing as I tell the young men that I mentor today in the communities that we live in and the, the juvenile facilities too. Listen, you don't got to be a product of your environment. You do that by choice. You get what I'm saying? Yes, you know, and... And I tell everybody, a lot of people got into boxing in the minority community to fight their way up out the hood. Literally, you know, mentally, a lot of different things. People got into boxing, man, to get up out the ghettos, man, of America, to get out the disenfranchised communities, man. And boxing has opened up a lot of doors for a lot of people, man. And that's why I'm so fucking proud of you, bro. I'm fucking proud of you, man. That Thank you, you bro. Man. Like, I don't, and that, I'm not going to say that's what's up because when people tell you that's what's up, they ain't happy. They don't mean that shit, bro. Congratulations, man, to you doing Thank that, bro, you. man. And like, and... And if if I if I if I learned anything, if you learned anything from me, man, while the times that we were there, man, I hope you did, man. You know what I mean? Cause you know I'm a man of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, and just making sure, you know, you know, I just give somebody some kind of good advice, even if it doesn't apply at the moment. Maybe it'll apply later on down the road. Most certainly, bro. And I and I, I want to just interject right now because. Yo, you definitely had an impact on my life. As far as my brother, yo, like I told you before, he always had the most up, most respect for you. Always was letting me know, like, you know, not to put yourself out, but he was like, yo, he was a dog, bro. Like, he remembers being in high school. He was like, yo, Money Mars, like, he was that dude, bro. Like, honestly, like, he was that dude. Nice. And, <laughs> and when, when I came, it was a little bit, you know, because I'm a little bit younger than you. Yeah, yeah. So when you came down to the gym, it was funny because I was already in it for so much longer. But you just had, like, this natural talent. And Coach Carter always, he always actually gravitated to you because the one thing that you always picked up that most people that I realized, you were always big on fundamentals. And it makes sense now because you worked on your fundamentals all the way to the top now, a living truth. So I also want to sit here and tell you how proud I am of you your success. Thank because you, I've been watching from a distance. And when you let me know, I know we've kind of collaborating, saying we need to get together. But we've been so busy in our own successes that we really haven't got the link. So now to be doing this, man, like I was stoked. To be quite honest, I wanted to be up in there at the studio. But as soon as you told me, I was like, my girl said the same thing. Like, yo, you should stay home. Let's have, like, relax. Call in. Let's make this happen. Definitely. Shout out to your lady as well, man. You know, you know, and that, that shout out to my lady. Shout out to your lady. Listen, man, we definitely going to link up, man. And, you know, me just getting into boxing, man, you know, like, see, when I was like 14, when I was like between the ages of 
10 to 15, you know, my mother didn't want me to box. You get what I'm saying? And I was a kid that, you know, and I was a kid that got bullied in school through elementary. And then when I, you know, so being bullied, I automatically, I had to, I had to, I had to have heart. You dig what I'm saying? I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to really know how to fight when I was in my teenage years. I just knew to stand up for myself. You know what I mean? And whether, you know what I mean? I took some, you know, I took some, some haymakers from somebody, got punched in the face and, but they knew, they knew not to, they knew not to mess with me no more just because of, you know, you know, having heart and, and I'm not ashamed to say that I used to get bullied and and then all of a sudden I became the bully. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I mean? And and still to this day, you know, people don't really understand, like, you know, even with this hip hop thing, whether it's podcasting or rapping or making beats or whatever, like, you know, like this is how I really am in real life and I have to tell people that like don't get this don't get this music industry shit fooled like nigga I will fucking put hands on you you get what I'm saying and and, you know when people say and when people talk about you know the boxing thing like I still hit my heavy bag you know even though I'm 75 pounds heavier I still hit my bag and my, my I still got my snap on my jab and my mean overhand my overhand right and my left hook and my left yes, upper and my left uppercut is my is one of my secret favorite punches you know okay. I, you know I don't I don't box anymore I don't train as much as I used to but I still hit the bag and you know yo I, when it's in your blood you can't get rid of it yeah you know and, blood, you not get rid of it you know even you know and just like and for you now we now I'm talking about me, but it's the show is really about you, my brother, because you are a pro fighter, man. And now you transition from the amateur now, getting into the pro game. Now, how did that all come to fruition for you? Did you go to a different gym? Did you get with different management, or promoters? Like break that down for me. Let's let the people know. Okay, okay. Well, there was a little bit of uh, inconsistency, like I said, in my life. My uh, 20s were kind of a blur. You know, I was just in and out of the gym. I was, you know, I was still traveling. So we had some fun. Like, I got to travel over to Europe. And I was, you know, we were doing some traveling with the boxing team. So that was going good. But being in and out of the gym and gaining weight, losing weight, you know how that goes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was like a disaster. So what happened was I took off for like, I want to say maybe like seven years. Mm-hmm. And I was always by myself, you know, hitting, but I was always like, like hitting a bag, doing my thing, but never really consistent. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, one day I'm just chilling. I'm chilling with the fellas and we're just, just, you know, I just got kind of tired of the whole street scene. Like just always being there, chilling. And, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Smoking, drinking. Yeah, yeah. You know, getting yeah. in the bullshit. I got you. Go ahead. Well, the funny thing is, this to me, this was the greatest. And all my boys that are listening already know. Like, we would all be chilling it, and they'll be like, oh, shoot, like, sounds like that, dude. We gonna, like, we're going to keep talking about the heyday. Like, oh, when I was younger, I used to be nice. You know, he, you know, he ain't going to go pro. He ain't going to do this shit. Now, mind you, we all just boys. We chilling. But not realizing that the power of the mind and what you're saying and what you're thinking. So this whole time, no matter what, in my mind, I was always a champion. 
So no matter how far off, it was like I said, seven, eight years since I had competed. But in my mind, I was like, damn, like I'm definitely gonna get into this. I'm definitely gonna go pro and I will be champion. Mm. And uh, seven years later, I competed in the Golden Gloves, which was my last Golden Gloves. I said, I'm gonna fight one more time and I am going to go pro. So what happened was I fought the top kid, who was the number one kid in the nation. I fought him in the first round. And him and I had an epic battle. You know, we went at it, he outpointed me. And I was like, all right, this is it. I'm ready to go pro. So um, I just was training. I was, I was just in my mind, I knew that no matter what, whether I could get a fight or not, I wanted to go pro. Now, the backdrop on the professionals that most people don't understand and it's very frustrating is that most people think, oh, you're just gonna go pro and you're gonna get all these fights and you're gonna make all this money and, and all these ideas that people have. Yeah. Now, what they don't understand and that most people don't tell us, first of all, boxing is considered a poor man's sport. These are kids that come from the hood, will make it from nothing, and it's basically a dollar in the dream that you're taking. Some make it, some don't. We lose some on the way. But we're, we all have a respect for one another. It's a brotherhood. Yeah. So even those that don't like each other, like it's the funniest shit. Like we may not like we like we may not really mess with each other, but it's always like a mutual respect. Even if they don't say it, like you know, what I'm, like even dudes that don't like me, I know in their mind they're like, yeah, I can't stand that dude, but he's nice, you know. So yeah, yeah, like, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, so, no, I got you. So now all of a sudden I'm like. I'm gonna do this shit, but I don't know how I'm going to get these fights. Okay. So that was, you know, because now you gotta remember, coming from the amateurs, I could have done a lot more, but all the inconsistencies, I had no scouts, I had no promoters, I had nobody. So this is basically coming off the muscle that I have to be like, how am I gonna do this? And uh, I just kept praying. I'm like, Lord, I don't know why. You put this dream and desire in my heart, but I know that I want to see it come to fruition. So by all means, like, you know, let's let's do this. So I just kept staying, staying diligent. I kept training, you know, not saying nothing, no social media, nothing. Training, training, training. And out of nowhere, uh, some gentleman was coming to my gym and uh, he was scouting me and I didn't even know. And he was just like, you know, who's this kid? So to ask questions about me. And lo and behold, and the gym that I go to right now is called uh, Heavy Hitters Boxing Gym. It's out in Ronkonkoma. Okay, so okay, off a, off a, off a, yeah, off a, yeah. off a, um, Vets Highway, Vets Highway, okay. Yes, sir. Oh. So, um, so lo and behold, long story short, him and I, we went out to a lunch, and he's just kind of like, listen, man, you, you look like you got some skills. I think we could do some stuff, make some numbers, crunch some numbers together. Let's make this happen. So we did that, and uh, it's history from there, man. We just been going up. Right now, I have four professional fights. I'm currently undefeated, and uh, I'm just looking to keep going. So I'm excited. Okay, 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 okay. You didn't name his name. It doesn't really matter, but you know we'll get into that on a on a later dodo on a one on one time, not here on the show. Um, <laughs> now, so now he was basically your manager, right? Well, this is the reason why right now it's uh, not to get too crazy, but uh, I'm completely independent. After three years, I'm completely independent, so I'm no longer so nothing bad. It's just in business sometimes people go their own separate ways. So him and I had an amazing run. 
We have four consecutive fights with no losses. I have no complaints. But we're just going to venture off and do our own business thing. So I'm completely independent right now. Okay, 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 see, you don't even want to see, see, I was, you know what, let me, let me shut up, let me shut up, I'm, I'm just stick to the interview, I'm not even to talk business, um, so, um, now, now nah, you good, bro, listen, trust me, you good, I'm an open book, you know me, Tony, I don't hold my tongue, so we're all good, nah, you know, um, uh, you know, um, because I hear a lot of people say, you know, I'm independent, I'm independent, I'm independent, and I hear that in, you know, a lot of a lot of different industries and fields and i get it everybody wants to be their own boss you know what i'm saying because i like being my own boss too but at the same time you know we can't we can't do everything you get what i'm saying sometimes you know we need somebody else to handle paperwork negotiation sometimes we need somebody to just you know what i mean just be the person to listen to you know what i mean your business advisor can't be can't be your spiritual advisor you know what i'm saying yes well the funny thing is i feel that one thing that happens naturally is when you come from a certain environment like it's, your first tendency is to be skeptical like you know you, you hold everybody at arm's length so it's like especially when you're talking about money it's like okay who are you where are you coming from like so you, it, it's very finicky like when it comes to, to money everyone gets very finicky and very funny you know you know my thing is i'm not too much I'm not going to say I don't like money, but more than anything, and not to sound cliche, I like the loyalty and I like consistency. No more doubt. than anything no doubt no doubt i totally respect that definitely ain't nothing wrong with that at all you know listen we all like money that's why i'm money mob why because i like money you know what i'm saying money, money mob yes you know, you know money marvelous baby money you know what i mean because i like money who don't like money money is how we motherfucking thrive in this world you know what i mean that's how we thrive in this world now what were the fighters that you looked up to growing up? Who, Say that one more time. Who were the fighters that you looked up to growing up? Growing up, um, I want to say that my first, my first uh, fighter that I really decided that, like, man, I had every one of his fights since I was a kid. I want to say Felix Trinidad. You remember him? Of course, I remember Felix Trinidad. Felix Tito Trinidad, man. It shows you how how old I am, but yeah, man, that was my guy growing up. Yeah, nah, that's that's uh, that's that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I remember him, man. He was a beast, man. He was a beast in this time, man. Great fighter, you know. He was a beast in this time, man. Definitely, I think very underrated, very overlooked. You know what I mean? Very very overlooked. Um, you know, for me. You know, I'm uh, for me. If I gotta say coming up in my time, I'm gonna say Pernell Whitaker. You know, oh, uh, you that's know, a good one. Yeah, you know, he's up there. You know, you know, definitely rest in peace to Pernell Whitaker, man. He was hit by a car, I believe, last year sometime, man, yeah, down in Virginia, man. man. You know, I would say Pernell Whitaker for me. Now, who do you craft your style behind? Who 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 do you think you similar to? Because I know you got the pretty boy thing going on and all that. You know, okay, man? so this is no book, no book If you want to see who I. After, like, my style that I study is definitely Cornell Whitaker and Floyd Mayweather. Okay, okay. 
okay, 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 okay. Uh, that's cool, that's so, cool. Uh, although, although Trinidad was my favorite, that was just not my style. Like, yeah. he was just a good brawler. I just enjoyed the fact that he was a dog. He'll get in there and he'll scrap. But yeah. as far as technique, listen, man, he had heavy feet. It's not like he was, the, you know, the, the most technical. He was very technical. He mm. knew what he had to do, but I have more of an elusive, elusive style. Um, like I said, you know, I try to stay fresh, man. I don't like to get hit. But I like to engage, so I make sure I do the hitting without getting hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause see, Coach Carter taught us it don't matter. Throw the fucking punch, whether you get hit or not. Throw the fucking punch. Don't be sitting back waiting. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know like, throw the shot. It is what it is. Now, so Trinidad, Trinidad. So you say you're a mixture of Floyd and and Purnell Whitaker. You know what? That's not bad. That's that's not a bad. That's not a bad. That's not that's not a bad people to want to emulate, man, and follow, man. Not at all, man. Not at all. You know, Money Mayweather is the man in boxing right now, as far as the you know welterweight division and all that type of stuff. You know, at 147. So now, so basically, are you a welterweight or you're a middleweight? No, I'm actually a welterweight. Uh, most people think I'm a middleweight because I'm six foot tall, but I'm actually um, a welterweight, actually. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because, I, I, you know, we're going to get into that. We're we going to get into that a little bit later on the show. Um, so you're a welterweight. So you're at 147, 145-ish type thing? Uh, we do catch weight, so I don't... Preferably, I like to stay at 147 and up. I don't really like doing the 145. I think, like, two, one or two times I had to get down to 45. I didn't really like it too much. Mm, okay, okay, okay. I got you. I got you. So now, your first I fight. I did have a knockout, though, at, one, at 144. So it's not like I can't crack. So don't get it twisted. I did get a knockout. <laughs> but I don't like that I can't eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I dig it. I got you. I got you. Now, I observed the first. I don't know if this is the first fight with you and Darren Lawson. No, that was my third fight. That was, that third was out fight. here. In okay, 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 okay. You know, I see you didn't abandon that jab either. Good. There you go. I, I see you didn't abandon that jab either. Now, the first fight. Now, tell me about the first. Let let me know about the first fight. What was that feeling like, man? Walking to the ring, man, for your first pro fight. Like, how did that make you feel? Wow, man. Uh, it was like a movie, man. I, that's all I can say. It was like a movie. I felt like it was an out of body experience. Um, it was like everything, every excitement, every fear. I mean, being in the back of the locker room, and it was in Atlantic City. So, I mean, it was, you know, the upper echelon, like, for a pro debut, man. Like, some people don't even get to leave outside of Long Island, man. And if they can get a fight there. So, imagine going out to Atlantic City, and I had the place packed out. So, I mean, it was just phenomenal. And, um, yo, this dream come true all the way up there. As soon as I walked in there, I just owned the moment. I knew I belonged there. I knew it was crunch time. And uh, as soon as that bell rang, man, I was just ready. And I just I went to work. That's what's up. Now, who did you fight? What was the, the opponent's name on your first fight? So so people can, you know, know who, who you're talking about. That you put hands okay, on. The kid, I fought 
some kid, some rugged guy, man. He was from uh, New Jersey, I believe, somewhere in New Jersey. His name was uh, Steve Moore. Steve Moore, okay. And okay. Uh, yeah, he already had I think one or two fights before I fought him. And uh, but listen, when you're starting out, you really can't do too much complaining. Like you gotta be lucky that you're getting a fight. So the fact that I was going into someone's backyard as my pro debut was already dangerous. But I made sure that I, I, I brought all my fans with me, so we kind of even playing field now, you know? Yeah, 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 no doubt. You brought your crowd with you. I got you, I got you. I got you, I got you, I got you. That's cool, man. I did see the third fight, man. You know, whoever put it on the YouTube site, man, tell them that they need to fix their audio problem, man, because I couldn't hear the color comp. I couldn't hear the color commentating, but you know, I actually, I, I actually like that fight. I thought it was a good fight. You know, I've seen that guy fight a couple guy, other guys as well. But damn, man, that, that's 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 dope, man. That's very dope, man. I appreciate, yo, and I just gotta show love to y'all. I totally understand that, definitely, man. I definitely understand that. You know, you gotta be in that ring, man, and having that killer instinct, man. Now, how do you keep that mental toughness going, man? Because, you know, I'll be very honest with you, pretty boy, man. I didn't have the mental toughness for it. You know what I mean? I didn't like getting punched in the face. I can honestly admit that. You know what I'm saying? I can physically take it, but mentally, I just can't take that shit, man. I don't like to, I hate losing, and I've always been a sore loser. Same thing on the basketball court. I'm always the guy to get the technical foul. <laughs> so, funny, man. You know. Well, the funny thing is, I heard that's where most of you, most of the fight started was on the basketball court. Yeah, 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 man, you know. And my love of boxing just came from, you know, just me wanting always to have the opportunity to fight. You dig what I'm saying? And I couldn't yeah. do it when I was in my younger years. But when I learned, you know, when I learned how to do it, when I learned how to box, and I was like, oh, okay. I was a bit more confident in myself. Not so much confident to be able to, hey, you know what, I can kick somebody's ass. No, that's not, that's never been the thing about with me. I'm not a troublemaking kind of person. You know what I mean? But just knowing how to yeah. properly defend yourself because the thing that deterred me from going to the gym, and I'm probably sure you did, you 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 alluded to this as well about people hating on you in the gym, people not liking you, and people doing shit deliberately. You know what I mean? And that deterred me from going to boxing because you know, like, if I don't like somebody, if I don't like a few individuals in a particular place. I'm not going to be there, so that's a big reason why it's I kind of got out of the whole boxing gym world and the gym Damn, that's tough. It happens to a lot of it's people, bro, and it's tough because that's part of that mental fortitude that you were talking about. Like, you know, everybody that's in the gym, you're not going to like it. Most of them are not going to like you either. People have this idea that when you're in a gym, like, everybody gets along. It's like, nah, bro, like, they want to eat, and they think that you're about to steal food off their plate. You know, so and... Like, they're looking at you like... This dude is over there shining, and I ain't getting you 
You know, and 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 that, and that's real, man. And that's very that's very honest and genuine, man. A lot of people aren't like that, and you know, and that's why, like, you know, like why I kind of got out of that because see, I had I had that street mentality. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like this dude, and this fucking dude is over here doing some bullshit in this gym, and I'm like, nigga, I'm just here training. You know what I mean? You trying to take this shit somewhere else, nigga? You gonna make me go get a fucking gun? Shoot your ass. You know, you know what I'm saying. And when we were there, I never said anything, but I ran into that quite a few times when when we were in Brentwood and the amateur world and shit like that. And you know, and I understand everything is not the streets, and you have to separate the two. I get it. I understand it. You know what I'm saying? So that makes a lot of sense because see, I was I was a little bit. Uh, still younger back then so even though you know i was in my teens but around that time like i told you you were starting to shine around that time so i didn't even realize they were probably feeling some type of way like yo this dude is just coming out of nowhere and he's starting to shine and coaching it and it's like yo who the hell is this thing is you and i just have to click because my thing is i'm i'm a workhorse so as soon as i see you i'm like yeah this dude is right there he's just starting he's just working yeah, you know, and that and that's what it was. Cause see, you know, a lot of the coaches did like me because they see I used to go there six days a week, man, twenty five hours a week. I remember. Yeah. You, you, you know what I'm saying? And people don't know, bro. I was in a I was in a bad car accident. You know, a few months prior to that. You get what I'm saying? Wow. And, Okay. And, you know, and no one ever knew that, you know what I mean? And I was still going to physical therapy quiet as kept, you know what I mean? So, you know, yeah, I was yeah. more so like, you know, trying to, you know, get myself, you know, get myself in shape because, you know, and I was kind of broke up a little bit, you know what I mean? Which and, is crazy because you were still going at it. We was all still sparring. That ain't style. You were still in there getting it in with us, so. Yeah, man, you know, and... And, you know, and just, you know, and I seen the politics of it, like, you know, and it was one of the coaches, Coach Sonny, he said to Coach Carter, he said, he, he said, he said, yeah, Coach Sonny says you got promise. You know what I'm saying? Coach Mark. A lot of the coaches liked me. You know what I mean? Because they just seen that I was in, I was a workaholic. I didn't think you were going to stop. Yo, I'll be honest. I didn't think you were going to stop, bro. Once you left and I, I like, I didn't get the gold. I know we kind of went off on a tangent earlier, but yo, when I got uh, the silver medal, which sounds so bratty of me, bro, that shit like crushed me. That shit crushed my soul. I went right to the streets. I said, yo, F-boxing, I'm out, bro. Like, I lost the three two decision and I was hot. I thought, you know, like I'm not one for the excuses. Like if somebody beats me, listen, man, I have gotten my ass whooped plenty of times and that's why now I'm in a position where I can whoop ass. But my problem was I felt that I won the fight and because you like you said, the politics I had lost and as a as a nineteen year old kid, my dreams was crushed. I thought that was it. If I didn't get gold, I thought that it was like that's it. My life is over. My career is over. So I went. I turned to the streets. I wanted to hang out. Not that I was doing anything crazy, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I was chilling, 
Yeah, 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 I get it. You know, I, I, we know what come with the streets. We know. We ain't got to talk about it. Everybody listening that's going to listen on Spotify and Google and Apple and all these other places and YouTube, they know what the fuck it is, man, when it comes to this type of shit, you know. And just me, I just learned that I make a better businessman than an actual boxer. I make a better trainer than an actual boxer because they told me. I could. They told me, like, yo, if you stick with this, we'll help you go pro. And that's what people in the yep. gym didn't like. You know what I mean? Yeah, people they didn't, didn't like that. You know, people didn't like that, man. You know, and it's funny that you say all these things, because, see, I never even thought you even paid any of that shit no attention. You know what I mean? Well, I didn't as a kid. I didn't as a kid, but now being a grown man, and I see tech this out, so now... What people don't know is they look at me, they look at the flash, all oh, pretty done. He's just this young guy. Yo, I'm 33 years young. You yeah, know, so yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm basically an OG in the sport. You know that. Like, so yeah. I have a lot of these kids in their 20s that are like, y'all can't do that kid, bro. Like, you know, yeah. like, you're too pretty. Like, you know, you're supposed to be like, oh, you know, like, I'm <laughs> You know, it's you know. Like, yeah, you know, like, nah, man, Coach Carter and them wanted to, wanted to train me to go pro, you know? No, man, we have fun. It yeah. was fun, man. That was a hell of a ride. You know, and, but, you know, it taught me a lot. You know what I'm saying? It taught me a lot about business and dealing with things, you know what I mean? And, like, and that was, those are the reasons why I got out of the whole boxing world and discouragement of it, you know what I mean? I'm like, listen, man. You know, people were, it was times when you weren't there, kid, man. I'd be sparring with people, man. People fucking doing all kind of dirty shit, man. You know, yeah, got, you know, guys, man, I'm blackening their eyes and sparring matches. They not coming back to the gym and they coming back trying to, excuse me, I'm drinking a little bit of bourbon, excuse me. Um, you know, people, people were trying to hurt me, you know what I mean? Like, physically trying to yeah. really hurt me and shit. And I was just like, you know, I don't want to be dealing with that shit because, you know, now it's going to be where, you know, this ain't boxing no more. You know what I'm saying? It's personal. Yeah, this, personal. Yeah, you know what I mean? And Coach Carter knew that. And he used to put me to the test all the time. I'm not gonna lie. He would put me to the test all the time. So, you know, trend, and, I, and I can understand your position, you transitioning into a pro and you being put to the test by your trainers, your promoters, your manager, you know, different people around you. People gonna do shit to discourage you because you know they don't have your they don't have your best interest at heart and i know that boxing always been a dirty game and like you know and from where i come from and the the, the rules and principles that i live by you know a dirty game and, and dirty rules man to get you killed you get what i'm saying yeah. and you can't and you can't do that in in those in, in corporate america like that because you know that's the way that's the way things are and that's why like i pulled back from it so to hear you go through those type of different things and you got to deal with you know shysters and snakes and all that type of stuff i can see i could definitely see the challenges for you because what i know of you and you're not a kid anymore you're a grown man you know i'm sure you've changed in certain areas and evolved in certain areas of your life but when I see you, I still see the soft-spoken, 
cool, humble kid. You know what I'm saying? Humble young man. You know what I mean? And I'm hearing it today. And like I said, man, that's pretty dope, man. I, you know, you're the first professional boxer that I'm ever getting a chance to talk to and have on the show, man. And to me, man, it's an honor and a pleasure just having you here on the Money Marv Report, on my hotline, and talking about boxing. So we're going to talk some real boxing shit now. We talked about we we talked about we talked about our careers and our paths, but we we landed different places. Okay, so now I'm I'm just gonna call out I'm gonna I'm gonna call out some fighters and you pick which one. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Hector Camacho or Roberto Duran. <laughs> that, Got him! Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why it's unfair. Yo, genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, I just watched the full documentary last night of Hector Camacho. Because, you know, it kind of was getting annoying. I never really studied it, but everyone's like, yo, Hector Camacho. You know, they got that racial thing. They see a Spanish guy boxing. Hey, Hector Camacho. So I'm like, yo, let me see what this guy was about, really. You know, and I'm like, yo, he's nasty. Yo. But Roberto Duran, man, like everyone knows, like, yeah, you got to go with him. Unfortunately. Go. Like, like, not unfortunately, because my guy, I, I, you know, I do like Camacho, but yo, definitely Roberto Duran. Okay, 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 that's cool, okay, okay, you know, um... You know, I'm 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 gonna go up into the you know to the current time. Let me see who 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 can I go with? All right, you know we gonna go heavyweight, man. You know, Wilder Fury. Fury all day long. Now why Fury? I just want your perspective from a from a boxing standpoint. I mean, I get it. I've had this conversation with so many people. I get that Wilder's an American and all that. Like, yo, I'm cool with all that. I get it. I'm for my people. Mm-hmm. My thing is, when you're talking stats and you're being, like, honest from somebody who does this every day, like, yo, he has nothing on Tyson Fury. Like, they're just... And he got exposed in the last fight, unfortunately, you know? I mean, listen, he was blessed with power. He just wasn't able to land it on him, period. So, so now, would you say this was, like, um... I compare the Fury and um, the Wilder and the Fury. I'm going to just say that rivalry. It kind of reminds me of um, Ali and Informant a little bit. You get what I'm saying? Opposed to... You you know, I, I look at it that way a little bit. You know what I mean? Because I look at Wilder as a slugger. And you know, Fury more as like kind of a you know a modern day Ali in in his own way. He's not Ali, but in his own way, you know what I mean. You I know. see what you're saying. Yeah, he likes to dance around. He's elusive. He likes these colorful. I get it. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um. Okay. Okay. So um, I'm gonna go. I'm. I. You know. I'm. I'm gonna go Sugar. Now, which Sugar would you pick? Mosley or Ray? Sugar Ray. Okay, 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 my man, my man, okay, okay. Um, let me see, one more boxing, one more boxing. I'm too, I'm too old school, that's what I'm saying, people won't understand, they think I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, bro, I'm old. Yeah, 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 um, okay, so we, we, we going old school, so, forming a Holyfield. Who is it? Forming a Holyfield. Forming a Holyfield. 
Okay, okay, okay. Because you know what? I, 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 it's fun. I'm glad that you said that. Because see, I, I asked you that because see, when I when I when I think of Tyson Fury, I think of Holyfield a little bit too. You know what I I'm can, saying? I can see that too. Yeah. I definitely do. And the thing is, he's a dog. So even though he's a small heavyweight, Holyfield was always a small heavyweight. But he was always in shape, and he always had the heart of a lion. So there was no one that's gonna outdog him. Like I was never concerned about that. You know? Okay. If there was one fighter that you could fight, who would it be? Past or present, future, dead or alive? That's Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather. Okay. Okay. Now why Floyd? Is it because he's because, undefeated or just is it the arrogance and the brashness? No, you know, uh, most people would be surprised because uh, I gotta I gotta mention listen, I gotta mention the two greats of my personal era, of our personal era world. You know yeah. what I mean? I wanna go with Manny Pacquiao and Floyd. So we'll start with that, alright? Okay, go ahead. As the people's champion, personally, I feel that the people's champion is Manny Pacquiao. That's my personal opinion. But when you come to style, no hate, straight down to who's the better technician, in my mind, hands down is Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather, nah, okay. Business, business, uh, strategic, everything. Like, he's just, but as far as, you know, the way he conducts himself in and out of the ring, that's because you know how how I, I enjoy that. I like to conduct myself the same way outside of the ring that I do inside the ring. No, no. So for me, the people's champion, I always give that crown to Manny. But technician, I gotta go with my man Floyd. Hmm. Okay, 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 okay. I feel you, I feel you. So what do you think about Long Island native, Mastic native Joe Smith knocking Bernard Hopkins out? What do you think about him as a fighter? Oh, that's my guy, man. That's like, that's my guy. So uh, I was super ecstatic. I was watching the fight with my coach and uh, we were freaking out, man. I was like super happy. Like I knew he was going to do it. I knew he was going to shock the world, even though I knew that uh, that Hopkins was a little past his prime, but you never used to say that because look, in his 40s, and his mid-40s, his late 40s, he was going ham, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So now you think it's Joe... Joe Smith, do you think he? What, what, what would you rank him as a fighter from one to ten? Uh, well, that it varies in so many different ways. Like, I wouldn't say that he's a technician, but if you if you wanted to rate his power on a one to ten, I would go with like a ten. But if it was like as far as a boxer, I wouldn't really rate him high personally. Like. As far as boxing technician, like yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, we not and and shout out to Joe Smith and uh, you know the the Smith camp as well. We not we not here dissing nobody. We just giving our personal thoughts on boxing and you know fighters and different things of that nature. So it's nothing personal, you know what I mean. And maybe we can you know get Joe Smith on the show one day. And oh, I'm sure nah, that's my guy. He's gonna be listening. I'm sure he's listening right now. So we good on that. You know, um. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, because uh, like I said, you know, I see so many different people fight, you know, in the fight world, you know, from all over the world. Like, my one guy that I personally like is, you know, Kid Chocolate, Peter Quillen. I like that dude. I think he's a beast. He's a good dude. Yo, honestly, that's my guy, man. We met out in Brooklyn, actually. Uh, I went down there far and actually shout out to my guy Shushu who's currently representing America he's from Brooklyn 
and I went down there to give him some work, and him and I sparred, and uh, who was down there, Kid uh, Tonka was down there, and you know, we got some pictures online, man, so yeah. everything was cool, he's a really good, humble dude, man, but yeah, shout out to my guy, Shushu, he's gonna be in the uh, 2020 Olympics. That's what's up. That's what's up. I like Peter Quillen. I think he's a beast, man. I like that dude. Very overlooked. Um, what else was gonna ask you? There was something else I wanted to ask you pertaining to boxing. Okay. Um. Um. Damn. Don King at um Bob Abram. Which one would you go with? Say again. Don King or Bob Abram. Who would you go with? If you had to go with a promoter. Uh, none. None. Like, <laughs> I might go with, uh, nah, I would go with Bob Arrow. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I, I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. You know. Um, now, if you had a camp, if you, if, you, if you could choose another camp, the Mayweather camp or the Shane Mosley promotion, which one would you do? Mayweather promotions or Shane Mosley promotions? If you had the choice to pick for the people to promote you and work with you, who would you pick? Honestly, from a business standpoint, I would probably go with... The money team? Shane. Shane Shane Mosley? That's cool. You know why? Because what happens is when you have these these big promotional companies, unfortunately, you could get lost in the mix. I agree with that 100%. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that 100%. You know, right now they got a lot of fighters on their hands. So that's what I'm saying. Listen, man, the beauty of the sport is when you learn the sport, it is brutal. There's so much beauty about it. So, in, in the business standpoint, when you learn how to kind of conduct yourself and you learn the ropes, you know, I'm not saying I know all the ins and outs, but for someone who only has Now, if there was a trainer, who would you pick? Roger Mayweather or, Fr- or Freddie Roach? I'll probably go with Roger. Roger Mayweather over Freddie Roach? Yeah, yeah, I'll cool. go with Roger. I would honestly, I would go with Jack Mosley, Shane Mosley's pops. If if, if I was in the, in the boxing world, I would actually pick Jack Mosley personally. Oh, okay. You know, just 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 my you know just just my personal thing because I like the things that he did with Shane when Shane was in his prior, yeah, in, 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 in his prime. I mean, in his prime, in his in his in his prior years before you know the Mayweather fight and the Pacquiao fight and the Cotto fight and all that other good shit. Um, yeah, you know, just my personal opinion as far as trainers, I would go with Jack Mosley just because. I like the way he works with his son. Now, James McGirt Jr. or Shane Mosley Jr., who would you fight? Who was it? James McGirt Jr. or Shane Mosley Jr.? Well, I actually, it's funny, I sparred with both Shane Mosley and his son, Shane Mosley Jr. That's pretty funny what 
years ago. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I would go with I would go with James, man, just for the experience. I heard James was nasty, and I'm always up for a challenge, so I would go with James. You guys are both southpaws. Yeah. Like, you guys are both southpaws. I used to play ball with James McGirt Jr. <laughs> and we're both friendly natives. Yeah, I heard yeah. he was pretty good too, man. Yeah, he actually, he's up. he's actually he's actually nice, man. I've seen a few of his fights. I've seen him on ESPN, man. I've seen him on ESPN as well. Um, so now we're gonna go locally. Who would your trainer be if you could pick local person, dead or alive, that you know of in the boxing world from either gym, heavy hitters or? Whatever that place is was in Mastic, the Murphy camp out in Mastic. Or who would you go with if you had to get a train? Um, I would stick with my trainers now, man. And and I also have a lost trainer, not lost. Obviously, we have Coach Carter. I would always want him there too. Uh, Coach Hunter. I don't know if you remember Coach Hunter, but that was my guy too. Mark Hunter. Do you remember him? Yeah. Heavy said, dude. Hunter, yeah. Man. Yeah, that was my. You know what? I didn't like Coach Hunter at first. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I know, I know. Most people don't because he's so brash and he's so like. Eh. But what it is, he wants to just see what you're about. He wants to just like think that you good to see what he's gonna get. So I can see, I can see that. You know, I didn't like him at first, but you know what? And I had to apologize because I misjudged him. And he was like, no. He said he said to Coach Carter, he said, no, I like that kid right there. He works. I see him in here working all the time. Like, yo, you know what? You know what? And he's like a 1982 Golden Glove champion as well, man. And that's Yeah, dude, 165. Yeah, 165. man. Did you see how big he was? Did you see how big he was? He was yeah, man, but for a big guy, man, he was fast, man. That dude was fast. And, sure still, was. and still at that size. Absolutely adored that dude. Like, I mean, I love y'all. That, that was like my, like my second pop, but my brother and him had like, he was the one who was training my brother all the time. So it was like, my brother was like really, you know what I'm saying? Like they had a really, really good vibe as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, you know, and I miss, I misjudged Mr. Mark Hunter and Mr. Hunter as well. And you know what? And I had to apologize to him. You know what I mean? And Coach Hunter said, "Oh, it's a misunderstanding. It's all good." And he said, "No, I like you." He said, "No, I like you." He said that bag work. You know what he told me? He said, "Yo, far as guys coming up, he said I think you would be the best body puncher ever." And still to this day, I still got a mean body punch game. That's funny, and that's the thing you made you always what's up that's what's up well you know i'm gonna say this right here on my show and on the air i think you need i think you need your bro to handle some handle the other side of things for you but we'll sit down and talk about that later on when i see you face to face. you know what i'm saying you know because you know i love boxing boxing is like my number one 
favorite sport. And and as and I got into boxing by default. Like I said, I explained earlier. I always wanted to, but I got into it by default, man. And like, you know, and it's funny, man. Like, you gave me more props than I gave you on the show. Shit about boxing. You know what I mean? And wait till my lady hears this. Maybe now she don't now. Maybe she'll fucking finally hear somebody actually co-sign my boxing. That is so funny, man. Yo, it's just how it is. And not to, not to even correct you, but all I kept thinking as you're saying this, yo, nothing happens by mistake. All of that was divine, bro. If you had not walked into that gym, we would not be talking right now. You had to be there. You know, and not for nothing, man. Like, you know, you know, remember... Remember the time we was messing around and 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 we was working on a jab and I accidentally hit you in the nose and you was like holding your nose like damn dude you almost broke my damn nose. I sure do. <laughs> uh, that's probably why my nose is still damn crooked. <laughs> and I'm like God, I felt yo, so bad. Yo, man. no bullshit. I think you can hear it as I'm talking right now. It sounds like I'm mad stuffed up. All my boys be like, yo. Why you sound like you know Smash Duffy? Like, yo, my boy Punky, that in my nose, that shit still hurts. You know, and it, Ray, and Ray Ray's brother used to like me a lot too. Um, Alex, That's little my Alex. My guy too. You know, That's Alex my always. My guy used... too. Him and I went at it all the time. You know it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I always thought you were a little bit better than Alex. I know he was a little bit more experienced to some degree. He sure was. Yeah, you guys were like fucking little pit bulls. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Ray Ray too, man. You know, I'm a little disappointed in Ray Ray, man. I I think he could have done a little bit more. I think he could have done a little. He sure could have, man. He sure could have, and I don't think it's too late, man. Listen, I'm a firm believer, y'all. I went pro at 30. I'm 33, I'm on my third year, I'm on fire, man, and I'm gonna, like, prove everybody wrong about this whole age thing that, like, oh, you know, everyone was like, yo, if you don't go pro by 25, get done. Yo, I made everybody kiss their words, man, like, I'm out there doing it in my 30s, and I'm on fire. You know, man, I, I can make a prediction for you. I guarantee you, I guarantee you at least one world title. I can guarantee that. I know that. You know what I'm saying? The I'm second one will be. That, bro. I'm coming to agreement. I'm coming to agreement with that. You know what I mean? Because you know what? I feel the same way. The the second one, I feel you're gonna have to work for it. You're gonna have to earn it a little bit harder than you do the first one. But I guarantee you won. And when you get that title, I'm gonna make sure that I take a picture with you because this is gonna be everywhere. And I'm gonna say, remember we was like an hour and twelve minutes into the show, and I guaranteed you one world title. And I guarantee you, you're going to get that title. And it might not even be in the same weight class. You might have to move up to a middleweight class. I may have to. You know what? You might be right. You know, I've been fighting walk away my whole life. So it might be time to go up. You know, because not, cause not for nothing, bro. Think about this, right? You're six feet tall. Most of the guys you're fighting are going to be shorter than you anyway. You get what I'm saying? You know, and you use your height the right way. You can you, you can you can dominate most of the guys anyway. 
Well, what's funny is my last fight was that Super Welterweight, which is like middleweight. Yeah. So that was that one thing. Okay, okay. Yeah. See, when I was in the gym with you, I was a middleweight. I remember. Yeah, I was like a junior middleweight. I was only like 158 pounds. So, you know, and I, I think I, yeah, I was in the best shape of my life at that time. And I think that's another reason why Coach Carter liked me. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he seen that I worked hard and he seen that I really wanted it. And... And I wanted to learn the sport and, you know, like, as you broke down fundamentals, you know, same thing with basketball. Me and your brother used to play basketball. I didn't have no fancy tricks. I just mastered the fundamentals of basketball. You get what I'm saying? You, you know what I mean? Like, I've never been a fancy, smancy kind of guy, you know. People see me walking slow all the time. Even at the gym, people would see me moving slow until they see me hitting the bag or hitting the mitts or moving around in the ring. You know what I'm saying? That's so funny. Yo, it's true. Yo, you always had that pimp walk. You'd be like, yo. You know, and you know, and same thing with basketball. People would say, like, you know, you look like you ain't in a rush to do nothing. You ain't in the care. You don't got a care in the world. And I have to tell people all the time, it's not that. It's just that, you know, that's just my way of doing things. You get what I'm saying? Because I've always been underestimated my whole life. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I know that. So, know that. as you say, you know, you you know you, you you know you pretty John, you know you the you know you the pretty boy, and that's your thing, you know. But that's not my thing. You know what I'm saying? My name is marvelous because I'm smooth at everything that I do. You dig what I'm saying? Same thing when guys would when guys would spar up with me. You seen when some of the guys in the gym do? They would be fucking trying to take my head off because they see they see how I move around that I'm kind of quiet. I keep to myself and you know and they see that I'm a pretty good fighter and they be throwing haymakers. Remember that time when we when you was in the ring? You was actually cheering me on like. You know what I mean? <laughs> and the Dominican kid was throwing all those wild ass haymakers and shit. I do, y'all. Yeah. The, 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 the Dominican with the dress, right? Or the braid? Ah, uh, yeah, the afro and shit. And he yeah, used to, yeah, yeah, I remember. And he used to think he really could kick my ass. And I'd be like, yo, this dude is like fucking like retarded. But... I'm gonna, uh, and the reason why I say that is because he thought he was, because he was throwing all those wild ass haymakers and like running at me like a goddamn bull, like he really could kick my ass and shit. And I'm like, dude, I yeah. never, really, you, you know what I'm saying to myself, like this dude don't know, like, you know what I mean, like I could fucking really fucking break his whole fucking chin with one fucking overhand right. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, but, you know, um. But I could see the adversity you would face with that, you know what I mean? Because I take you as a humble guy and as a nice guy, you get what I'm saying? And not to say, you know, the saying, yeah, they always, man. they say nice guys finish last. I don't really believe that stereotype when people talk about nice guys because just because you're a nice guy don't mean you're going to finish last and don't mean you're a pushover, you get what I'm saying? Just like, you know, your brother, he's a different, he's a different machine than you are. You know what I'm saying? Between you and your brother, you're the more technical one. 
You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. You know. Yeah. And you know, me and your brother's the same age. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You you about four years younger than both of us. You know what I mean? But you got you got the ability to do a little bit more in the ring, and not to take nothing no, not to take nothing away from your brother. He's a beast too. But between yeah. the two of you guys, you you the more technical one you get what i'm saying because i've been you know I've yeah been, yeah of course and yo shout out to my brother man yo by the way if it was not for him and i thought about you when you said that about your mom because actually i wasn't allowed to buy so my mom was like completely against it but my brother was like begging her he's like mom come on i'll take you know i'll watch open so really if it wasn't for my brother like begging my mom bro i wouldn't even be here today so you like know. shout out to my brother Anthony. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I didn't get. You know, I seen him. In, I seen him in court last month, working in the courthouse. I said, "Oh shit!" I didn't. Yeah, yeah. You doing thing? You know, I didn't say anything to him. You know what I mean? Cause you know, I ain't gonna holler. I ain't gonna be like, "Yo, what's up?" I know you working, and you know, you got. You know, you got the man watching over you. You know what I mean? So I ain't say nothing to him. You know what I mean? You know, yo, he was hitting me up today. That yo, he was like when he when you was freaking out because he's like. Yo, you doing uh, a podcast? I heard. I was like, yeah. I was like, it's what you know, whatever. Who playing? I was like, yo, that's what it is. He's like, <laughs> he's like, yo, let me come with you. Let me come with you. Uh, and I'm like, well, let me hit him up. I was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, man, it just, all this craziness, man, with this, you know, with this coronavirus and all that stuff, too, man, you know, and, and, and you know what's crazy to me, man, I was talking about this on the Thursday night show, too, man, and I was telling somebody, you know, I said, pretty much, man, this is bio-warfare at its, at a very high level. You get what I'm saying? And I said, you know, we always worry about countries bombing us or doing this to us and all that. And, you know, doing something, you know, like 9-11 and, you know, World Trade Center type of stuff. But see, that's how other people get at the United States of America. You know, they call Big Brother. You get what I'm saying? They attack, you know, they attack the air a certain kind of way. You know what I'm saying? contaminate people because they know America lets people in the country freely and really won't even pay no attention of it. You get what I'm saying? And I know it sounds like yeah, a, a conspiracy type of thing, but it's just another form of bio-warfare. That's how I look at it. And you know... It sure is. It sure is. People are freaking out, man. And it's like, you know, it doesn't mean that I'm misinformed. Like, I tell people, like, like, oh, you're not paying attention. Like, it's like, bro, like, I'm out here trying to live. I'm trying to enjoy my life. I'm not, not that I'm misinformed, but like, with all due respect, with my beliefs, like, I'm, I'm covered by the blood of Jesus, bro. Like, I'm good. That coronavirus is stay where it's at, you know? Yeah, 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 no doubt, no doubt. And I see that you do the, I see that you, you know, you're very big into religion and all that as well, my brother. I, I see that. And that's, that's dope, man. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all, man. You know, now, are you a Christian, Catholic? I know most Spanish people are Catholic, but are you, which one are you? Yeah, now I'm actually a born again believer. I'm a Christian. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's cool. That's cool. You know, it's funny too, you say that, Manny Pacquiao was one. I know. <laughs> he was also, yeah, yeah, it's funny because that was like later on in his career. But I find it amazing how, you know, his career kind of blossomed. And like, how that happened later on where it just shows like, yo, you have everything and that's me shit. Like, you know, you have all this money, you have
something like you're gonna keep searching you know yeah yeah no doubt definitely definitely i agree with you 100 percent man nothing wrong with that man nothing wrong with that at all man you know I, I peeped that about you man that you were very into you know into your spirituality into the church and all that man that's a good thing man that's a good thing there's nothing wrong with that at all man and you know my i tip my hat to you for that you know what i mean you know i'm not i'm not you know i don't i don't necessarily you know i'm not in i'm not a christian or anything like that you know i do believe in a higher power and everything but you know, I just kind of stay away from religion because sometimes, you know, when people say, oh, man, you're on again, Christian, or, yeah, you know, uh, you got baptized or something. I agree. Yeah, you know, people make a big deal about it, and, and it's like, and it's sad that you can't express your spirituality in the world nowadays without it being super controversial. Some kind of yeah. 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 You see how I am. But that's why y'all was having this that again you know what i'm saying on this super sunday night you know what i'm saying we talking boxing on the money marv report man <laughs> so so okay so since we talking boxing and i'm just was comparing fighters so i'm gonna go with um i'm gonna go with um joe calzaki or bernard hopkins uh, <laughs> i'll go with hopkins Okay. I'll go with Hopkins. Okay. I know he fought before, but I would go with Hopkins. Okay, 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 okay. I like B Hop. I like B Hop. I like B Hop. I like Bernard Hopkins. You know, I think he, I think he, I, he was Yo, good. I look up to him a lot, man. I look up to him a lot because he transcended the whole sport. He was certain things that people didn't see. Like fighter, that's as much as you take care of your body and you do the right thing. Like yo, he, he was fighting up until this too. I mean, yeah, so go knock him out. That was pretty much it for him. But look, you know, fifty two, his last paycheck was what? What did the guy make? A million dollars? Like, ah, right, yeah, he lost, but he finished off his career all right, you know. Yeah, yeah, but see, Foreman actually transcended that, being being the oldest heavyweight champion. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, he was forty five. He was 45, but this guy beat it. Yeah, yeah. He beat it, Archie Moore, 47. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't mention Archie Moore. A lot of people don't really mention him, too. And wasn't he undefeated, right? Uh, not too sure. I just know that he was one of, like, the oldest fighters. Like, I think he won at, like, 44, 45. And then I know, uh, George Foreman beat, uh, who was it, uh, Moore? Michael Moore, yeah, Michael Moore, yeah. Michael Moore, he knocked him out. Okay. He knocked him out at 46. And then, uh, Bernard Hopkins just beat whoever it was at, like, 47. And he just kept winning all the way up to, like, 49. Like, he's been going in for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so, um... Since you're a uh, Southpaw, your favorite punch? Uh, 
my favorite part gotta be my straight left. You see your overhand left? Your overhand left? My, nah, probably my straight left. Straight left? Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Oh, you like that? Okay, you on that Antonio Target thing. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's another Southpaw fighter. Another Southpaw yeah. fighter. Yeah. Yeah, I think Southpaws are very difficult to fight, man. You know, same way they are guarding them on a basketball court. It's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to guard that left hand, man. Sure it is. <laughs> it's hard. You guys are so much, you're so used to always being uh, against other right-handers, so when you, when they throw the mix of somebody who's left-handed, it throws the game off. Yeah, man, you know, left-handed people are very smart. I definitely could say that. Yeah. A lot of left-handed people are very smart, man. You know, my my aunt is left-handed, man. I know quite a few left-handed people, man. Very smart, yeah. man. Well, I will say, I will say, and not to kind of brag on myself, but I mean, academically, I never did too well. But uh, I mean, I guess if you say business-wise, in my own sense, I would say yeah, baby. Nah, man, ain't nothing wrong with that, man, at all. Ain't nothing wrong with that at all, man. Listen, man. I'm just saying, man, left people are just, they difficult to deal with in sports, man, whether it's basketball, football, baseball, you know what I mean? Because a lefty is like a rare breed. Yeah. <laughs> it's a rare breed to have, you know, to have a lefty, you know what I'm saying, come up to the mound and throw a pitch, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. You know, jumping in a ring with a left-handed fighter when you're dealing with a conventional fighter. You know, it's, it's different. Yeah, definitely. It's, di- it's, it's, it's completely different, man. Definitely completely different. Um, I'm not going to hold you up, my brother. I'm not going to take up your t- too much more of your time. So now, what's going on in the current of Mr. John? Now, what what is your exact name? You, it, it, what is okay, your, well... Pretty Boy John, man. Pretty Boy Jonathan sounds cool, man. That sounds cool. You know what I mean? It sounds cool. You know, it was a blunder on my part, but I guess the blunder actually became a blessing. No, it totally did because two days later, I was talking to a buddy of mine and uh, I was telling him, um, he was like, oh, what's your uh, what's your ring name? And I was like, oh, it's Pretty John. So he's like, why don't you try... Pretty boy Jonathan, and I was like, "Wait a minute, say that again." What did you say? He's like, "Pretty boy Jonathan." It just it flows better. I was like, "You're gonna think that I'm crazy, but let me show you this poster." And it just became a whole big thing. And I was like, "Wait, before I change it, I gotta get the confirmation, and I gotta tell my girls." So I was like, 
I'm like, babe, what's up? I was like, just, I told her the whole thing, so she laughed. She's like, all right, let's do it. You know, the new and improved. So there we go. Now, pretty boy Jonathan Arroyo. Nah, man, you know that, that. Listen, man. Listen, Jonathan is your name. John is just short. Jonathan is just John is. You know what I mean? It's short for Jonathan. Uh, you know what I mean? It, it's yeah, a shorter yeah. version. That's your name, man. Embrace who you are, man. Your name ain't John. Your name is Jonathan. You get what I'm saying? Let's there like, we go, man. <laughs> you know? And I'm like it's new and improved. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a well, blunder on my part. <laughs> Nah, it was perfect. I, I, I'm enjoying the poster. I gotta print it out. I gotta oh, get the made because I gotta send one to my son, man. I definitely—he's waiting for the poster. So the same one that you made, just like that. I gotta send it over to him. Nah, I got you, man. Nah, man, it's cool, man. Like you know, and then you did, and it's funny you commented on that too, man. And as we were chatting via messenger, you know, whether whether it's the grammar, the book, and you was just like, yo, yeah, pronunciation of it was like perfect. I was just like, you know. And he's like, LOL. I'm like, oh, this guy is LOL. <laughs> Yo, that's so funny, bro. But yeah, man, as far as let me answer your question with, with uh, my current state right now, uh, I had gotten hurt in my, like, right after my last fight. So, uh, you know, I've been going through some stuff with my shoulder. So, as every real fighter knows, the kryptonite of a fighter is is their shoulders, as they say, their rotator cuff. Mm-hmm. So I've been avoiding that my whole life, man. I never ever had any injuries. But as you know, once you start hitting thirty and you start getting these injuries, it's a little bit it's a little bit harder to embrace that you are getting older. So that has been a little bit mm-hmm. hard. But uh, right now, I do have a slight tear on my rotator cuff, man. So I'm out of the gym currently. Um, I'm still training every single day, maybe not boxing, but uh, I'm doing my regular mm-hmm. uh, runs, my cardio, doing my mm-hmm. calisthenics, and just keeping it moving. But uh, I'm hoping to, God willing, be back in the summer, but if not, whenever God has, you know, has his plans for me, but I'm ready. Yeah, 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 yeah. Damn, now my damn woman calling. I'm about to tell Now she trying to call in. I'm about to tell her all right man you know we back from the commercial break sorry about that my brother you know what i mean we you know we got to take commercial breaks here on the money mob report and all that good stuff man but i'm on the line with local pro box well local and international pro fighter mr jonathan pretty boy no pretty boy jonathan o'royal man listen my brother there you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying this, man. Listen, you know, I enjoy it so much talking with you and having a conversation with you because I know you. You get what I'm saying? I'm familiar with who you are as a person. Likewise, brother, likewise. You know, and trust me, I would have loved to have you right here with me. You know what I mean? But I know it's, it's so much craziness going on going on in the world, dude. And it would have took you like an hour to get to my house. <laughs> So, so, but I definitely got some stuff, man, that I I would like to do with you. You know what I mean? But, you know, that's something we'd have to talk over at lunch or something at a Starbucks or something, man. You know what I mean? You know, um, so so now you had to show the injury pertaining to the rotator cuff. And it's funny, too. I had to show the injury going into boxing. I had a surgery too going into that, you know, pre going into the gym. Yeah. 
to nobody. Well, then that, they, they go through motivation like this, but I ain't trying to stop. I'll tell you, this shit hurts, man. But I ain't trying to stop, man. I'm still out there. I'm trying to, like, I'm out there. I just, like, I should still be like this. That's why I don't go to the gym, but I'm running like, every day. Like, I'm just, I'm honest. You know, like, I'm making fun of you. No way. Like, right on point, but the transition is just, like, right back to the Nah, nah, no doubt, 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 no doubt. That's that's what's up, though, bro. Like, there's nothing wrong with that staying in shape and keeping on your toes and all that. There's nothing wrong with that, man. There's nothing wrong with that at all, man. So now this guy that you were in the picture with on the on the flyer for this fight, now that was your first fight or your second fight or the last fight? What way? What part is it? Uh, you got the red trunks on, the red gloves, and and the dude with the tattoo across the back. Oh, that was my uh, second fight. That was actually uh, Royal Rumble, and that was televised. Oh, okay, okay, up there in Manhattan, up there in Manhattan. You know, Quiet has kept yeah, I. Know. Yeah, Quiet has kept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to go there, man. Quiet has kept and watch some of the. Some of the Broadway fights as well. I actually go up there and catch some of the fights, man, and all that. You know, I thought about jumping back into the, you know, promotion aspect of boxing, but, you know, I don't know all the language of it. I have to really kind of dig into it and quiet as kept, you know. I do have my boxing license, tra- trainer's license as well. But I don't, okay. but I don't be trying to. I don't be trying to train people and shit. I hate tra- trying to train grown men because, you know, grown men got so many goddamn bad habits, man. It's hard to break them with that shit. You ain't lying, man. <laughs> Yo, listen, I do personal training, and, like, I do adults and I do children. And, like, uh, the children are so much more, like, they're ready to break everything. They're ready to work. There's no excuses. Like, believe the time, it's adults that are always complaining. Yeah, because you know, as adults, we got bad habits. We got bad habits, and it's hard to break them habits. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to break them habits. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, man. So, um, what was I gonna say to you? So, would you entertain the the Pacquiao Mayweather two fight or no? Really, I mean, I'm gonna watch it regardless, but I mean, it's nothing that is too, uh, you know, I don't think it's gonna make a big deal about it. Like, I don't think it's gonna happen. I personally thought that the, the first one was a waste of time, it was a waste of money. And to hear Manny Pacquiao say, him move too much, him move too much. What the fuck? Yeah, it was a little, I was a little disappointed, man. I mean, I know he already going done, I get it, but listen, man, when he signed that dotted line and he laid those gloves up there, oh, no excuse. So I was a little disappointed with that, but other than that, I think it's, uh, Mayweather would have fought him in his prime. I'm not too sure Mayweather would have won in his prime. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 I understand clearly, you know, we hear that a lot, but see, I'm tired of hearing that shit, because I hear people say that all the time, and I'm like, 
you can't say that because you know what well, we don't know what the fuck would have happened realistically you know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> you know i guess <laughs> i guess yeah <laughs> you know like we don't really know that's just like saying you know if fucking you know you know Hagler beat Sugar Ray, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, in, in, in today's yeah. time, you get what I'm saying? You know, like, yeah. it, it, it's, it, it's, it's hard to determine that, you know what I mean? I think that, you know, the higher power made ex- made the fight exactly the way it was supposed to go. And the way it was it supposed sure to did. be. And you, the thing is, that's why I like Mayweather, because it's like, he may not do things the way people want it, but he's gonna always do shit on his timing. So I, I know that it was very strategic on what he did, but at the end of the day, he still did it like a boss and did it for what he wanted, and he won. So it's like, you know, all you can do is congratulate him. You can hate him. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Like I said, uh, there's no, there's no hate on Floyd. You know, I, I particularly don't personally care for Floyd. I don't care for money, Mayweather, but Pretty Boy Floyd. Plus, you know, man, I put a little bit of that 52 hand block in there, man. You know what I mean? I don't even know. Are you familiar with the 52 hand block? I'm not. Oh, okay. See? See, 52 hand block is more or less of a... It's pretty much like a jailhouse style of fighting a mixture of boxing and martial arts. Ultimately... Ah. Uh, see? Okay. You know what I'm saying? You know, and being a being a gentleman that I did an interview on, on my previous show a couple years ago, a guy named Mr. Light Burley, he actually trains, you know, professional fighters and MMA fighters and boxers and different people and celebrities and stuff. And, you know, and he used to, you know, do boxing and martial arts as well. And he was on my other show. I have to send that to you. And we talked about the art of the 52 hand block and how, you know, boxing, 
you know what I mean, was the big, was the foundation of the 52 hand block. Although we say it's 52 hand blocks, but there's not 52 goddamn hand blocks. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> you know okay. I mean? You know what I mean? But okay. see, well, that's something that, you know, but see, you probably, you probably do 52 and don't realize that you're doing it until someone pointed it out to you. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah that's interesting. That's interesting. You know, and even then when you got time, go on YouTube and put 52 hand block. I guarantee you, you'd be like, yo, I know. Oh, okay. I see exactly what he's talking about. Actually, actually, hold on. If we're not in a rush, where's my other jack? Hold on. Yeah, you know, I don't. Nah, nah, listen, man. You're gonna be like, wow, wow. You know what I mean? You really, it, it, it would blow you away. You know what I'm saying? And and when I talk about the 52 hand block and why I say like, you know, like my style nowadays would be incorporated with the 52 hand block because you know what I mean? I used to do some of that stuff in the gym and not even realizing it way back when. But where'd you learn it from? That's the question. Did it come naturally, or is it just? Um, naturally, and you know, being in prison, you know what I'm saying. You know, you know, practicing the 52 hand block. You know, with you know guys that been in, you know, different guys who made that, you know, famous throughout the prison system. Guys like you know, um, Big U. Oh, this is crazy. You know what I'm Yo, saying? I don't need to cut you off. <laughs> Yo, the dude that I just. The dude that I just fought last just came out of jail. He had just came home, and we fought. I didn't know the after. Like, it was a whole fiasco, bro. Remember I told you that uh, I fought Super Welterweight in my last fight, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. No doubt. Yeah. All right. So, so this dude, I guess, I don't know the whole backdrop, but I guess, you know what I'm saying? He came home, ready to fight. Like, he, he was a pro. He had math fights. And, uh... Yo, like, this dude was really coming at me like, it is a street fight. Don't get it twisted. This shit is a straight yeah, street fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You in a dog fight. You in a dog fight. I got to address this. I got to address this because a lot of corny people come to me on that, like, oh, you know, uh, boxing's not really street fighting. Like, bro, like, listen, I ain't going to pretend like I'm a street fighter, but yo, half of these dudes that pretend to talk that shit, like, yo... 60 seconds of a street fight feels like an eternity. So don't tell me about a difference between boxing and street fighting, all right? Yeah, so yeah. So moving forward, <laughs> yo, this dude had this dude had nothing on me, bro. So he's a like this little jack dude. And I'm basically like, I'm putting hands on him, but he's mad because he, he can't touch me. Like, so he starts headbutting me and splits my shit wide open. Oh. This shit, now this shit gets personal. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Where I, that's where I messed up. See, I almost lost my cool. I got flashbacks. So, <laughs> that's where I lost my cool because, like, yo, I should have just stayed to my game plan. But what happened was, he, I have no, no, no quarrel towards him. People were pissed, yo. I had the whole place ready to jump into this like ring and make a, like a disaster like i thought it was gonna be a disaster while i was fighting so basically so I, I was gonna have a, a, a zab judah and floyd mayweather going on pretty much <laughs> but the problem is is that this was during the action like yo you have people freaking out because 
my shit is split wide open, blood is rushing down my face, and I'm just going at it with him. And he keeps getting mad, he's elbowing me in the face, he's slamming his head into my head, and the referee, and like, so the crowd is, uh, the crowd, half the crowd there, or more than half, are my people. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. they're going bananas, and the dude is like barely getting any warning. So like, this is the type of funny business that we're talking about. Like, it's like, yo, what's up? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I guess that we're, we're in a fight, you know what I mean? So that's where I lost my cool because I started getting mad. And now I went to like, I just wanted to dig down deep. And once I saw the blood, bro, it was weird. Like some crazy shit happened. Like I got mad excited. And I was like, yo, my dude, let's go. And and then like everyone's going crazy, but my coach is pissed because I abandoned my plan because I let my anger get to me because this dude was fighting dirty. So I kind of fought his fight, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, in terms of the 52, and when you look at it on your own time, you'll know what I'm, you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. And, you know, and a lot of people don't know, I still practice 52, you know what I'm saying? And I just incorporate it with, you know, what I already know in boxing anyway. You get what I'm saying? You know, because my jab, my jab should come from anywhere. In boxing, what are we taught? Straight jab right down the pipe. You get what I'm saying? And 52, your jab can come from anywhere. You get what I'm saying? So I do. So, you know, 52 made me become a better, a better, you know, a more of a better, a better, a better puncher and a better counter puncher. You get what I'm saying? Learning how to just punch anywhere. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah, we know, yeah. we know, okay, you know, all right, if you right-handed, it's left leg high. If you left-handed, it's right leg high, you know what I mean? And you're shooting it this way. Listen, if you incorporate 52... Listen, man, what do you think Floyd Mayweather... I'm wa- yo, I'm watching it. As you're saying it, yo, as you're saying it, me and my, me and my girl watching it. So, go ahead, keep going. You know what I'm saying? So, when you incorporate... So, what do you think Floyd Mayweather do when he's against the ropes? That's, see, that, that's all 52. Exactly. So, it's the shoulder roll. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never... Remember when we was in the gym, you never noticed me do the shoulder roll? Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I didn't know Mayweather. I didn't really know too much about Mayweather. I ain't never seen him shoulder roll. I used to do it. I didn't know who that was back then either. Like, I was back young, you know? You, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I knew him as pretty boy, but I never seen him shoulder roll. But that's a form of the 52 hand block. You get what I'm saying? Shoulder block, elbow yeah. block. You get what I'm saying? You know what I mean? So... <laughs> Yo, that kid was definitely fighting me like this, bro. That kid came at me with the 52, man. Yeah, see? Up. See? And you're going to find out. Yo, but, but, <laughs> but he was, yo, I was so mad because he could not box, bro. He could not touch me. So it's like, he was getting mad. He was getting mad. I'm tagging him. I'm tagging him. He's missing. And then he would come in. Plow! Yo, split my shit wide open. He just kept slamming his head. Yo, I'm like, man, yeah. this shit hurts so bad. Now, it now. wasn't like no fist. Like, I could feel like it felt yeah, like I yeah, 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 you know. And see now, I'm going to tell you something. See now, if you guys had the gloves off and you guys were in a street format, 
he would have incorporated that 52 and it would have made you have to change some things up. You get what I'm saying? Because see, in a street fight... I do. I, I, I do. You get what I'm saying? Like, you know, in a boxing ring, it's controlled. And, you know, in boxing, what are we taught? We taught to to do it this way conventional or the conventional method is if this is how you this is your lead hand this this uh third 52 you know what i'm saying when i was in prison and i'm going and i'm fighting with dudes that got 25 to life for dudes who've been down 15 years and you know what i'm saying and some of these dudes listen man it was a dude it was a dude up north and, and, and i think we was in attica this dude was faster than floyd and he was like our size. Okay. Faster than Floyd. And when I say he was faster than Floyd, bro, I said, Jesus Christ, man. He told us, dude, I'm going to hit you six times before you get one punch off. And I was, I thought the dude was bullshit. And they called the butterfly. And I said, oh, okay. shit. I was like, holy shit. And he was in prison for killing his father because his father was a, a, was a fighter in the 50s and 60s. And the father killed the mother, and he beat his father to death with his bare hands. And he said, "I That's killed my." Crazy. And he said, "I killed my father with his weapon of choice." You know what oh, I'm saying? Shit. You know what I'm saying? And and you know box, okay. you know boxing in those times. In those times, you know, in the fifties and sixties, a lot of it was kill or be killed. You, exactly because that's how it originated yeah you know what i'm saying a lot of, you know what i'm saying a lot of it was a lot of it was just that that's how it was you get what i'm saying so to do butterfly yeah. like he's six foot two 180 and he's you know he's cut up but the dude said i'm gonna hit you six times before you get one punch man and i said oh shit oh i understand why they call him butterfly you know what I'm saying? That's so, crazy. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, man, like, you know, you come across a lot of people when you're in prison, man. A lot of a lot of guys that were, you know, grew up in the 60s and 70s when boxing, you know what I'm saying, was a big thing. You get what I'm saying? Like, you know, you know, you had to have that knuckle game growing up. You get what I'm saying? You know, if you didn't have That's no right. knuckle game, like you was, you know, you you really couldn't hold your own if you ain't had no knuckle game. You uh, and listen, that just because you didn't want to fight didn't mean that you was getting away. Like most yeah. people thought, like oh, like all the boys fight, like bro, nah, like it was coming for you. Like yeah. I hate it, bro. I hate it to fight. But the thing is, like they were gonna keep coming for you. So then once I started throwing back, I was like, alright, yeah, let's just leave them alone. I was like, oh, this is fun. But yeah. once I started getting into boxing. It became like, yo, I really enjoyed this. I'm like, oh, shoot, this is fun, you know? Yeah, you know, it's fun till you start getting your ass kicked. <laughs> well, you no, know, because you got to remember, I started off getting my ass kicked. Yes. I started off that way. <laughs> Me too. But, but <laughs> like you said, remember, not everyone can laugh in this game. So most people, when they start boxing, they spar, they get beat up, and then they quit. Yeah. I kept getting beat up, kept getting beat up, and then I started whooping ass, and I'm like, oh shit, this is fun. Yeah, you know what? Because see, you had to go through some, you had to take some, some trials and tribulations to find who you are. You know what I'm saying? For you to properly enjoy it. You get what I'm saying? And, and yeah, yeah, but such is life, huh? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You know, and 
and everybody's not meant to be a boxer. So I guess it wasn't meant for me to be a boxer. You know what I'm saying? And I'm cool with yeah. that. Like I said, we wouldn't be having this kind of ball. And this is dope. So, I mean, I'm glad that it turned out the way it did. And you seem to be loving what you're doing. Yeah, man, I definitely do love what I'm doing. You know, I get to talk with various people from all different walks of life, whether it's music related, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's a local politician or a local businessman or, you know, a professional fighter such as yourself. And, you know, I, I enjoy it. You know what I mean? I just wouldn't enjoy getting punched in my goddamn face every goddamn, you know, six months, two times a year just to put, you know, food on the table. Nothing wrong with it, but I just don't enjoy that shit. <laughs> getting my, you know, I don't enjoy I get it. it. I get it. You know. Well, yo, think about it. As men, we got to get our aggression out some someplace. Think about it. If most people, if most dudes, and you should know this, you know, if they want to always be in the street and they out getting this aggression somehow, whether it's drum play or if they're fighting the street, somehow you getting out that aggression. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like, for me, I didn't really, like, I wasn't really about that life. I just happened to be around that environment. So somehow I had to, like, learn, like, yo, how am I going to get this out? Like, I knew that, like, I always had that dog in me, but it was like I, I just needed something to get it out. And then when I started getting up like it's you know in boxing and people like alex when i was you know i was i was a little bit younger and he was like beating me up because he was in it since he was like eight years old yeah yeah so I was yeah like 13 he's like whooping my ass you know yeah 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 no doubt man look you know and for me it's just like you know getting it out see me i like to fight but i don't like picking fights you get what i'm saying i don't like to pick fights yeah. Because when you pick fights, that's when you run into a roadblock. You know what I'm saying? You can get yourself hurt, get yourself killed. Because, you know, in this fucking day and age, you don't know who the fuck you're dealing with. And you don't know what somebody got going in their mind. You dig what I'm saying? And you could be the, you could have the fastest hands in the world. That person pulls out a, pulls out a gun, bro. You can't box no bullet. And yeah, nah, you right. You know, and you, you're totally right. You know, and you just don't know what's in people's minds. So that's why I don't I don't pick fights anymore. And you know what I'm saying. And I, I started boxing not to be a troublemaker. You get what I'm saying? Because I know if I, I was... do, man. I do. It's pretty amazing how that happens. Like you know, we get into this, and you're thinking like.
was in, the, you know, martial arts was more, you know, in their element in that time growing up. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, growing up, I wanted to be in karate so bad. Yo, I got, yeah, I literally went to karate for like a month, bro. I got my white belt. I was so happy. And then my mom took us out, yo. I was like, yo, this shit is horrible. Like, I thought I was going to be like, damn, damn, bro. This shit just <laughs> didn't happen. You know, and, and you know, and, I, you know, and people all would always tell me, like, you should go into martial arts. But I'm like, nah, man, I want to be a boxer. Fuck martial arts. I want to be a boxer. Fuck that <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got time to be kicking no goddamn body and raising my, my leg up. Goddamn, eating yay high across the goddamn you know across the goddamn world I ain't got time for that shit you know what I'm saying cause right. you know we don't deal with that kind of shit you get what I'm saying we don't deal with people yeah, throwing yeah. kicks and shit like that but in this day and age now you got MMA now do you think MMA stole the, the blueprint of boxing I don't yo it's funny man I actually don't and I get like random people who, who make, you know, random comments on my page as how they do on social media. Of like how MMA is really taking over. And it's like, yo, are you crazy? Like, boxing has been around since the 1800s. Like, that shit ain't going nowhere. Like, that's there to stay and it's there to dominate. Like, yeah, yeah. I have nothing, nothing against uh, MMA. Like, it's, a, it's a, a pretty dope sport, you know, but it's like, Boxing's gonna continue to rule, man. Like, that's still such a young sport, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I feel you, man. No, I feel you. I kind of feel boxing. MMA stole the blueprint, the blueprint of boxing a little bit. You know what I'm saying? In terms of the business and how they just took, you know what I'm saying? You know, the upstairs fighting and incorporated, you know what I'm saying? The ground with the kickboxing and all yeah. that kind of shit. So that's my that's my stance on that. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Don't get me wrong. They just put everything into one. You know what I mean? They just yeah, put. Nah, I definitely respect the sport, man. And honestly, if I would have had the opportunity. I would probably say, like, from a younger age, if I would have known about this, I probably would have gotten into, like, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Because I think it's dope, not only to box, like, yo, to have some ground game, I think that shit is dope. Shit, you got ground game. Let me take you to the ground. You're going to try to get the, you're going to try to get the hell up. You're going to try to get the hell up off that ground. You gonna try to get to me? You gonna be like, "Fuck that, nigga!" You gonna lay on me all day and hold me down? Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> you know, that's when the survival kick in. You get what I'm saying? The same Yo, thing. You're so right. But that's what I was even saying with my with my fight, man. Like how the game plan went out the window because it didn't feel like boxing to me no more. It felt like a street fight, Definitely. and that's why I like. They got max and they're like, yo, like there's a time and a place for everything. This ain't this ain't a street fight. Like you completely got tight because you saw blood and now you wanted to go at him. Yeah, but yeah. But it's just funny how the how the mind how the mind works. Yo, I was in a fight or flight moment. My shit was like, yo, this dude is really trying to take my, my shit out right now. Like, let's go. Let's work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? But we're going to wrap this up and we're going to, you know what I mean? We ain't going to take up all night, man. But let the people know, man, where they can find you, man, if they want to see your fight or they want to just engage you on social media. Let everybody know what your social medias are. 
Yeah, definitely, man. You can find me at regular Jonathan Arroyo. The problem is most people, you got to spell my name J-O-H-N. So I know it's a weird spelling, but it's Jonathan Arroyo. You can find me on YouTube. You can look me up. You can Google me. Um, you can find me on Instagram. It's J-O-H-N underscore a fan. So it's John a fan. Oh, okay. So y'all get that. Don't let it go over your head. Definitely, definitely. I'm going to keep, brother pretty boy jonathan arroyal on the line with me and this is my quote of the day my quote of the evening and my quote of the night y'all know how i do folks please decrease the apathy increase the consciousness peace and love that is our time and i will see y'all next sunday night and next thursday night not next thursday the following thursday night of this third up and coming thursday march 26th i got grammy nominated hip-hop artist actor hip-hop legend yo-yo from the martin show coming on the money marv report but that is our time here at the money marv report peace and love